Welcome back to the Bad Balance Podcast, last on the leaderboards, but first in your hearts. And this week was a blowout by Keegan Bradley. Congratulations. It was, frankly, a boring tournament, so we just went off the rails and talked about everything. But first, here's Harry Styles. We're back with everyone except Nico. He's on a cruise, and he's missing, like, the worst week possible. So we have Ryan filling in for us once again. Ryan generously joined us for what? This is the third time? Third time's a charm. Yep. But uh, we just came back from Palm Springs. Ryan couldn't join us, unfortunately. And and Nico's missing the worst time because we have a Palm Springs golf day. We had... Missed the Angelus Day. Angelus Day, which which was fun with Korean barbecue. Oh, yeah. That was so good. Dude, that was crazy. But... Got me thinking, like the ideal Palm Springs day, because right now it's starting to hit summer and it's like 106 degrees, is what? To like play at like six in the morning? Yeah. Yeah, if not Tee sooner. off at six. Tee off at six. Finish around nine, nine thirty. Take a nap. What are yeah. you guys talking about? 100 degrees is like the perfect temperature to be playing golf. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah, what okay, are you why? talking Ryan, about? Ryan, Ryan, why, why is 100 degrees the ideal temperature? <laughs> Well, I sit in the steam room for like 30 minutes a day, so 100 feels just natural to me at this point. <laughs> you, are, you are a warmer-blooded animal than the rest of us, is what you're saying? <laughs> Product of age. I don't know if I could. Yeah, you're already like a 70-year-old inside because the steam room has aged you. I can't say I agree with that. I would say it's like a 6 o'clock tea time, maybe 5.40, finishing like three hours, two and a half hours, take a nap and go gamble. Or just tee off at like 8 at the lights. All I heard was gamble. <laughs> I'd say tee off at six. Have a beverage in your hand about six thirty. Get just drunk enough to take a nap afterwards. Wake up and gamble. Yes, and drink drink a little bit as well. Or you can join Ryan for the second eighteen in one hundred five degree weather. Now I'm going to sit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of sitting out, there's basically nothing to watch this weekend because Keegan Bradley ran away with it. He had a six shot lead by the thirteenth hole on the final day. Good for him. It was his fifth major, according to, supposedly, because he's a New England kid, even though that's two and a half hours away. But, uh, I mean, congratulations to Keegan. The jailbird wins again. Kyle, I know you have certain takes on that. What the hell is going on with this putter? I don't know. I mean, supposedly there's only one left in the tour event. That, that is true, yes. There's only one jailbird left. That's so crazy. I had one. I don't know if you remember this. I do, and I probably would have gave you shit for it because it's an ugly looking putter. It's a big putter. I tried to play cross-handed with it. Yeah. What this says to me is uh, you could just putt with anything. That anybody can putt with anything. anything, Anybody can putt with anything. It's just uh, putting is like even like I had a coach growing up that told me he's like, you know, if you're not putting well, switch grips, switch putters, just you know, until something works for a hot second, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you'll have you know, you can go through multiple honeymoons, and you know, honeymoon phase with like with a putter is kind of exactly how it sounds if you haven't heard of it before get a new putter start making putts month later you're not making putts anymore yeah a week later you get a new putter you start making putts again or maybe just switch the grip of the putter switch how you're gripping the putter yeah anything to get the ball to go Keegan was couldn't switch from the putter that he loved which is a belly putter or had to switch excuse me had to switch from the putter that he loved which is the belly putter because it became illegal and he really struggled for a while with it he went to a, what, what was the belly putter he was using? It was also an Odyssey. Sabertooth. Sabertooth. Yep. Then he tried to counterbalance Sabertooth, just cut down his belly putter, couldn't putt with it. Went to the Jailbird counterbalance, didn't quite work. Cut it to a 35, put a normal grip, conventional grip, didn't quite work. He won the Zozo with a conventional grip. Really? Yeah. And then he went to conventional grip with a long grip. And then he, this week he won cross-handed with a traditional grip. I think he's arm locking too, right? No, just no. regular. He just has the arm lock grip on. I think we I looked it so. up. It's, no, I think it's, it's just thirty-eight a and a half inches. The putter he's using. Right no, now, it's an it's an arm lock grip. Thirty-eight and three quarters. Hundred percent sure. Yeah. And really? it's got a long grip, so it's it's a jailbird counterbalance. Interesting. I thought it was just a regular grip, but it looks like he's gripping all the way up top. I'm looking. I think it he is right just because he's so big. Just because he's so tall. I mean, Rom yeah. uses a thirty-seven and a half inch putter with a he's with a, a small boy, grip. That's got to feel weird. I would, I'd love to see a putt with that, Kyle. 
That would be, be yeah. put, it'd be illegal. It'd be banned for you. Yeah, yeah. it'd be illegal. John Rom's standard putter would be banned for you. It could actually be a chess putter. <laughs> I'm seeing, uh, yeah, he's cross-handing, arm-locking on the left arm. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so I I missed I missed with all that. a white hot pro insert, not just the white hot insert. Well, that's what it originally came with. Oh, the white hot pro insert. Yeah, pro insert. Not, it doesn't feel well, any different. In yeah, typical different. PGA Tour slash USGA fashion, if guys keep winning with this putter, they'll just ban it. But this is this is now a the jailbird's illegal, putter. huh? Yeah, this is the white hot insert. Yeah, You're right. so the the putter that Ricky and is the Wyndham were using last week is the O Works insert, which uh, is very unpopular on tour. It's also not the insert that putter comes with. I don't know yeah. how Ricky ended up with that insert. I I had like heard never I never heard a good thing about that insert. Yeah, like, I even used it. And it was it I was didn't very like it, fake. Yeah. But also, he that arm lock should it be legal or illegal? If you're going to ban the belly putter and chest putter, you better ban arm lock too. So you're it's anchored to something. Lock. Ryan, arm lock illegal, legal. I think it's illegal, but I also think that all of these odd mechanics that you see in players using arm lock and belly putter and weird grips, I think all of this is a gut issue. And I've actually never heard this theory shared before, but I think it's all a result of some bad shit that's going on internally. And that could be poor diet, stress, you know, any external factor that alters your gut, which makes you just go away from just a standard putter. Because anybody should be able to putt with a standard putter. Ball's on the ground. It's not moving. It's a very simple task. What do you mean a gut issue? Diet typically related. like you. So see what, like, what does a diet have to do with putting a putter on your left arm? It could be anything like blood sugar levels being off, which causes jitter. So they're jittery? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hmm. It's a Band-Aid is what it is. It's a Band-Aid for some other life defect. I do have the worst diet in the group, maybe California, and I use a conventional putter and putt really well. You have great genetics, though. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're right, yeah. I got Incredible that dog genetics. in me. No. Yeah. Huh. You come from a beautiful country. You're out a lot of peace. Your skin's perfectly clear, I must add. (laughs) Yeah, it is. His skin is excellent. Perfectly clear, right? He He can eat like shit and his skin's beautiful. He has very nice skin, yeah, Yeah. now that you point that out. You just use simple Dove body wash on your face. I I have a hard time believing Bryson DeChambeau doesn't have a solid diet and has gut issues. Well, it's different for everyone, I guess. I'd love to do some more science in this. Protein shakes a day, you have gut issues. Yeah, well, listen, he's taking in a lot of synthetic food. It's true. Per- personally, I believe in eating a lot of natural foods, right? So You're a big steak guy. Yeah, I, I'm basically a carnivore, right? So 90% of my diet is steak. And I have to imagine that Bryson is eating a lot of protein shakes, a lot of stuff that comes in a packaged wrapper, okay? Anything that comes in a packaged wrapper is horrific for you. Right. And, and that's got to create some sort of internal issues. Interesting take. Austin, illegal or illegal? <laughs> Arm lock putters. I think right arm lock putters should be illegal just because of how bad that is. <laughs> uh, not taking shots at Matt Kuchar. Yeah, who else are you taking a shot at? I mean, I like Matt Kuchar. He's made me money. Why would I not like Matt Kuchar? <laughs> but just, I it's I just can't fathom how to how to arm lock in yeah. your right arm as a well, right hand Well, he's failed to make caddies enough money, but yeah, continue. This is also true, but uh, it just makes no sense to me, the right arm lock. I really don't care. Um... Like the belly putter was proven more accurate, better, um, you know, higher rate of efficiency. Arm lock, uh, as far as I'm concerned, has not been proved to do so yet. So as long as no one's getting a clear advantage, do whatever you want. Um, my thing is, if it's a clear advantage, why doesn't everyone use it? That's, that's true. So, well, same thing with the belly putter, though. That's what I'm saying. So it like, was a clear advantage, you know, with the testing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it's also a heavier putter, you know. Yeah. So your feel gets affected, your sure. your speed gets affected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, I, I look at it this way: I think it's an advantage if you have some other defect that is not enabling you to putt well with a normal length putter sure. at a high level, right. right? So because you cannot do that task, you should not be able to putt with the longer putter. Therefore, you should not be able to play on tour. It's as simple as that. You got to kick all these, all this extracurricular shit, all these long putters, big grips, arm locking. It's all got to go because it, it takes away from the purity of the game. Yeah, this only started like 
what seven eight years ago yeah, really. with like super stroke yeah when super stroke got invented and super stroke has just been taking off my god yeah i mean we'll leave the big grips in there because then we we can't let bubba use a regular driver grip that he uses because oversized yeah but i mean 12 arm and lock, 15 wraps yeah arm lock wise i that's my thing if, if it's such an advantage and why doesn't everyone use it um xander tried to use it for a hot second it didn't help him too much so he just went right back to that was really grip. puzzling for me because he put so well with his yeah yeah with his setup now and he called yeah. it basically cheating it's, he's like i mean he's like my model if i would have someone like putting it, i would use xander i mean that guy just whatever him and Derek are doing it's magic you know what's crazy is like when he was in college, not a good putter. And he really had to work through it in order to become a I mean, really he's putter. became like, if there's pressure aside, if you just have to make a 10-footer, I'm picking Xander. Yeah, I mean, just pure and just rolls it great. Yeah, pure good mechanics. Well. Really, yeah. the only issue in his game at this point is chipping. And chipping really becomes irrelevant if you're a good ball striker. Like, no one has ever won a major because they're a good chipper. I think that's a huge misconception. I don't think he's that good of a ball striker. I think he's very, very good. I just think he gets the hooks and the pushers from time to time, and like That's third, accurate. Yeah. third round of the U.S. Open. Just he did get the hooks. He bad. had the hooks in the third round of the U.S. Open. Yeah, I mean he doesn't have a major at this point, right? So the, That's the, true, case, yeah. the case is still out in terms of if he's going to cement himself as a great of the game. Yeah, no, I, I mean he doesn't really win that much either. No, I he, he plays well often. But does not win. I, I think mean, he's really kind of following the Charles Howell the third model of just being a guy that's always out there every week and gets a lot of top tens. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think that he needs to improve some aspect of his game. And I don't know what area that is to start winning majors. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think there's nothing wrong with making cuts every week, finishing high. Uh, I mean, he's finishing high. He's, he's finishing right. high. He's playing I mean, very yeah, he's always seems to always he's always be in the top ten for the odds. He is yep, in the yeah. week. He's he's always a favorite with everyone. Yeah, he's 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 80th and around the greens. He's 13th and he's fallen four or 12th and he's fallen four places this week. Tee to green, and so he didn't have his best stuff. I mean, that's still amazing. I mean, it's still amazing ball striking stats for yeah. for and me to so, say he's not a good ball striker. But I I feel like he can improve on the tightness of his cone. That, on the his thing bad is, shots. like if you if you're under pressure and you start hitting bad tee shots, that's not going to show up in the strokes gained. Right. That's Metric. true, yeah. Right. I just think that if you compare Xander to a guy like Pat, and uh, I've had the pleasure of, of seeing Pat play in person for a long time, and I can attest to the mental caliber of him compared to Xander. And, you know, if you put a gun to my head in the last round of a major and you had to pick a winner, I would pick Pat every day because I see them as very similar players, but Pat has the mental edge, and I think that that goes so far in majors. I totally agree. I would agree with that. Pat's got a killer mentality. He, exactly. does, he has a really killer. Of like this generation of golfers, he has like the most killer instinct, I think. Yep. Yeah. But it's just yet to really. I mean, when he's in contention and leading a tournament, it, it has shown in the past. But I just want it to be shown in a major at the highest level. And I think winning is just it. so hard. Yeah, winning, winning is, is so hard. hard. Yep. I mean, you have to have a little luck to win on the PGA Tour. It's you just simple, simple as that. Like, you cannot have a week where you don't have good luck. And what I mean by luck, it's like a chip goes in instead of, like, just missing or a 30-footer goes in instead of just missing. You know, those are the things that need to happen, uh, you know, on a, on a winning week on the PGA Tour. You also have to parlay your luck. So not only do you have to capitalize on it to win, you have to keep your foot on the gas to keep parlaying that luck to future wins. Because if you don't capitalize and then all of a sudden you can't get back on the horse and win one, it just becomes like a monkey on your back. And you're a Charles Howell that has a bunch of top tens with nothing to ride home about. Do you yeah. think that Scotty Scheffler is somewhat going through that right now? Yeah, 100%. I just think that, you know, the jury's kind of out on Scotty. Sure, he won the Masters, but, you know, he's up there every week and he can't seem to win even in like low grade events. It's it's kind of puzzling. Like you look at Tiger and he would just slack guys anytime that he showed up. Like if Scotty's so good, why is he not winning in every event? If Rory's so good, why is he not winning every week? I think the answer to that question is the level of play is much higher now than it was when Tiger was around. Agreed. And Again, Tiger's the scores great. were still somewhat similar. Yeah, Tiger's just great though. Like but it's different. It's it's different. Like yeah. Like how many top tens have we had in college? 
individually. Yeah, like, that's true. I had maybe f- like two. And like, how many wins have we had and individually? Like, yeah, that's a goose egg. Yeah, that's zero. exactly. And so <laughs> yeah. it's just like it's just that hard to do this to yeah. win to become one. It's not winning a basketball game. It's you know it's be the only guy in like a field of a hundred. Yeah, because I mean, simply put, your odds 44. are one in a hundred, one in eighty, one in one fifty six. I mean, your odds are not in your favor right right and especially when you're not making putts like scotty um it's just really hard and uh speaking of someone who does really well and doesn't have the mentality to win what are we calling him over par orange ricky fowler no it's not it's not just ricky fowler it's Big just, Dick it's Rick the, becomes the trend little Dick Rick. dude if he can trend. hang on to a lead like how he hangs on to that water bottle he'd be just fine Oh boy, that's like that his, is a zinger. That's like oh his binky. If you, that is a zinger. He's like his binky, like a little blanket. Just Google Ricky Fowler water bottle and, and the Yeti 40 ounce rumbler comes What's up. What's in that water bottle? What the is in that water bottle? Amino acids, creatine, and water. Uh, so I've heard this on some other podcasts that he's very particular about how his trainer or caddy sprinkles his supplements into that water bottle. So maybe if you want to get into Rick's head, maybe guys are just screwing around with how they dump that in there. I mean, why Why would the week like of a major, all of a sudden you have this water bottle and it's like a it's story. Odd. It, is, when you it have, is odd. odd. Yeah. It's very When odd. you have a staff bag that can fit Ricky Fowler inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think that that water bottle has a pretty big price tag on it. You know, maybe like 30, 50 mil. So maybe we could get Rick a big deal. I think he maybe had a deal all like going into the U.S. Open, and, and that's he covered why he, it with stickers. So you think he's yeah. looking for a deal? <laughs> no, I think he had a deal. Like it, because you Google Ricky Fowler water bottle, and that thing comes uh, up. God. You think he's not getting paid for that? Yeah, he needs to call Tiger and get a monster deal. It's pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> or Fuse. He was Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, some boys right? powered by Fuse. <laughs> I've been yeah, I think he was a Red Bull guy. I've been yeah. dying to ask this question: Is it harder to win a tournament? Where it's a birdie fest out there and you, you fear that someone's going to shoot 60 on you or 59 on you? Or is it harder to win a tournament like the U.S. Open where it's like, if I'm a little bit off and I'm nervous, I'm going to shoot 80? I think it depends on, on the player, honestly. Different yeah. horse, different courses for different horses, different setups. You know, um, I think birdie fests suit the best player doesn't come out winning, I think. A, a majority of the time. Yeah. Yes, the best player will win a handful of times, but I think more often than not, not the best player in the field that week will win. Whereas when conditions are tougher, scores are higher, I think the best player wins because you really have to grind out and you really can't throw away any strokes. Well, what's interesting about this course is looking forward, my both of my picks almost finished dead last. So I did not I saw make where money CT this week. finished, yeah. Yeah, yeah. CT finished very terribly. So did time for you. But it's not like they missed the cut that was at... I think the cut was four four under. It was four under. Four yeah. under. Mm-hmm. It's not like they shot one over and almost finished dead last, which happens in some of these events. Yes, like the American Express, they shot like eleven over par and like seven over par, and this rough was really penalizing. So this is one of those courses that if you hit the fairway, it's a birdie fest. If you don't, because it was a dartboard with the weather and the greens are absolutely pure, um, but. If you don't hit the fairways, you're going fairly The rough wrong. was a little penal, I will say. Yeah, especially with the weather. Yeah. Like, JT laid up on a hole. So. Yeah, he even, like, laid up on 18 or something. Yeah, out, on that out, one. Of the, yeah. out of the rough on Sunday. Yeah, on a par four, right? And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think this course, you definitely, because in my head, and I think statistically and in general, as the game should be, the best players are the ones who hit it the best. Yes, And this with, is a tournament a that you had to hit it the best, unless your name is Ches Revy. And you just love this golf course for some reason. But other than that, everyone has to <laughs> and hit Cheesecake it Factory. And yeah. Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> that was a great video, by the that way. That was such a good video. So what do you think, Ryan? If you Is it easier to win in, in a course where you have a one-shot lead at the Travelers Championship, you're 19 under par, there's three people at 18, and you're like, I got to shoot 64. Or is it easier to win a U.S. Open, you have a one-shot lead, you go, if I shoot even par, I'm proud of myself, I should win this tournament. So I think it's easier to win when the scores are low. I think sure. that the better player all around gets rewarded on a harder setup. And when I say a harder setup, I'm referring to a historical U.S. Open setup. 
because I think that brings out the best mental athlete, the best physical athlete, and let's just say the best golfer. And absolutely, in, in the yeah. best golfer comprises striking, putting, chipping, you know, everything, every yeah. aspect of golf, right? But when you have low scores, uh, the edges get dulled to some degree and you can kind of start missing shots, but you can hit it to 15 feet and you can still make a putt. So even if you're nervous and not sharp, you could still shoot 64. Yeah, exactly. And then you start feeling like, okay, I birdied a 490 yard par five. I'm all right. 100%. And Rory said something, you know, in the post round conference about, you know, not liking when tournaments yeah. are like this. And sure, I, I think that's fine to not like it when tournaments are like this, but it's your job as a player to come out and be able to win in no matter what conditions present themselves, especially when you're a top five player in the world. And I think that the story of the Travelers is not Keegan Bradley winning. I think it is Rory's ability to always come up with an excuse <laughs> to not take, he's, he cannot take personal responsibility for not playing well enough to win. Why can he not do this? This is an elite athlete in the sport, and he cannot take personal responsibility. Okay. To be fair, he didn't say that he doesn't like tournaments that go this low. He said he doesn't like that this golf course has been diminished with the scores because it's record lows. And this was his defense for the golf ball rollback, which I think is worse than what you said. Um, I don't think he was saying. I think he's, he was overall pleased with his week. I don't think he was disappointed. I think he was just like he played great. I think this course actually is. I know, even though it's a birdie fest, I think it's a really exciting finish and a demanding finish. Yeah, and he was just like, it's been diminished by the golf ball, and so we need to roll the golf ball back. And I was like, dude, it doesn't matter, no matter how much you roll the golf ball back. Two eighty par four, one sixty par three, a four hundred par four, and a four twenty par four ain't gonna. And soft greens make a big yeah, difference. So what? And yeah, I mean, kind of <laughs> back to like the the U.S. Open conditions versus the Travelers conditions. Like, kind of like you guys are saying, like you hit a bad shot to 15 feet, it's 15 feet. You hit a bad shot to 15 feet or landing 15 feet from the hole in the U.S. Open, it may not be 15 feet by the ball that, by the time the ball yeah. comes to rest. I think that's a big factor. Was like how different the course is played. Yeah. yeah. No, because it's like yeah, totally like in the U.S. Open, you can have a ball land out of the fairway, 15 feet from the hole, and it ends up. 30 yards off the green. I mean, you, no offense to these guys, but there's a reason why you don't see Zach Blair and Chez Reeve in any of the majors. 100%. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and to your average golf fan, I don't think they understand the penalty that hitting it five yards in the rough in a USGA event creates. That is a one-shot penalty because you're pitching back into the fairway and now you're hitting three. You're not hitting the four. green. Yeah, exactly. I mean, simply put, you're not hitting the green. Yeah, it's a there's penalty no shots. Yeah. Yeah, especially when this course is sixty eight. I'll never yards. forget the hybrid you hit out of the rough in the in the USAM. Where where is this? <laughs> Brookline. Oh yeah, Brookline <laughs> has the the thickest rough. Shout out Brookline. I mean, yeah. more, more 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 USA GA events need to be held at courses like that. And I think yeah, that that, I, that course is freaking amazing. On the topic of USGA events, I think that it's great that Riv is going to host one because Kakuya can propose as high of a penalty as rye can when you're hitting it in the rough assuming that kukui is growing the right way well, yeah i'm so excited to see that us yeah open. let's I, talk yeah. about riv real quick are the fairways they're they're narrow are they narrow enough to host the us open no but no, they can yeah. be they're gonna in. make them really firm no, they, they can grow the rough in. Well, they, can, they can grow the rough in i think which they i are. think they will if like compare i think on three LA, i think on three they're gonna grow, they're the, gonna rough grow in, the rough for in. sure yeah and they're gonna make it firm um i mean four is the par three five Five's just like a layup anyway. They can yeah. they can make that they fairway make, tighter. Like eight's way too wide. They eight can make it just make it. Uh, Wait, is that the part three? What's the one uh, after the island? Uh, the seven? seven. Seven. So yeah. eight. Eight. Is it, no, eight's, er, is eight the double fairway? Seven's double fairway. So, yeah. I, I say on seven, make it just one fairway. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd yeah. be great. And then like they can they can do so much with that golf course. Yeah. And they could, like, seven green is gonna be insane in yeah. the u.s open and it's going to be one of those where they're, the co the course is going to be just a different golf course and they they see four months before that i hope they well, play the they, they won't they won't play the same they won't season. play the genesis no. that They'll year play, because what, pebble they did which makes it interesting where will where are they going to play the genesis that year yeah that was just going to ask no, that was going to be my next question no i don't it'll think, be like the year they did it at they did the farmers at tory and then right. they did the u.s open at tory yeah right. and they, they did do that, that with pebble as well 
Maybe, yeah. I mean, and yeah. It, it's almost always whoever wins the regular PGA Tour event at that course wins the major at the event too. Courses Ron Rom did it. Yeah, Tiger yeah. does it. Yeah, yeah. Tory is one of those like if you love Tory, you love Tory. I love Tory. I love Tory. It's a big yeah. ballpark. That, that's not what I mean. <laughs> it's a great ballpark. It's a big ballpark. As a professional golfer. If you play well at Tory, you play well at Tory. Tiger Woods loves Tory because it's an airport. Yeah. You can hit yeah. the ball anywhere. You can hit it in any except hole. Except for a couple except holes. Except your own. But also, <laughs> it, it does require a lot of, like, shaping and seeing shots. For sure. Yeah, yeah, it does. I think Absolutely. he really, really... But like, even if you shape it the wrong way, you're still okay. Yeah. Yep. A lot of risk-reward. All right. Tons. Yep. Tons. Yep. Well... Any more Keegan thoughts? Any little Dick Rick thoughts? Uh, I mean, I'm just happy to see Keegan back. Uh, one thing I did want to mention is uh, consistency of tour players. Justin Thomas shot 81 last Friday. Shot 64 this Friday. 17 62. Shot. No, that's that was Saturday. 62 on Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, just want to give that honorable par mention. Par 70. Think about the score. 23 under par 1. That's shooting 64, 64, 64, 65. And Just, he mailed it in, so he should have shot 64, 64, 63, 63. We yeah. also yeah. need to give a shout-out to Rory for literally having a chance to win every Sunday the last three weeks. Yeah, good job, Rory. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, hey, by the way, when I rip on Rory, I do not rip on him from a angle that I want him to fail. I think he's so good that he should be winning like almost every way. time he yeah. plays. Agreed. I, I hate on yeah. Rory and his swing and people roast me on Instagram. Like it's because I expect like absolute greatness out of the guy. Yeah, I think he has one of the best swings. I think he has one of the highest golf IQs. I think he's one of the best physical athletes on tour. And therefore I think he should be winning more. Sure. I'm not trying to burn Rory to the ground. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Random yeah. though. I don't know why I just thought of this. Did you guys see that the girl who won the KPMG LPGA Championship, she hit 37 greens in a row. Yeah, I mean, that's wow. just wow. In a major Insanity. at Balsa Stroll. And, the, and high scores. Like, yeah, it wasn't like a pitch and putt. Yeah. I mean, Rose was one shot back of the lead on Sunday. At some point, yeah. Yeah, she got close. But how do you beat 37 greens in a row? You don't. That's I mean, incredible. that's... that's Only the women do that. It's I guess crazy. you have to hit 38, but... Yeah, who's going to do... Because who was that other... Was it Yuka that hit like 50 greens in a row or something? Oh, I don't know that. There's some LPGA 50 is player last year that, that hit an absurd amount of greens in That's a row. That's crazy. I mean, Bolt Stroll is playing 65-33 on the, on the card. Which is massive. Like you're not gonna and hit it one got rained, and they didn't move the tees. Like, That's, that that is That's massive huge. for the You're ladies. not going to hit one ball up against the fringe? Not you know, one. Like, 37. 37 in a row. And like I, so I was like, what the hell? So I watched it. And they're like hybrids. Like someone, she's a big girl. She hits it a long way. But still like 37 degrees in a row. What yeah, the hell? I, I remember they were saying like that. I think they were interviewing Maria Fossey. She was saying she's hitting six iron, five iron. And Maria, it's a big hitter. Yeah. Like she's this girl's in a lot of hybrids. So. And she was just, because she was complaining yeah. about how long it was. Not really complaining, yeah. but just, just making saying, note yeah, of just it. Stating. Yeah. It would be great if I can remember the name of the girl who hit 37 degrees in a row, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, it's the one. That, it's the girl that won. Yeah, that's yeah, a cool point though because I think that women just you know their brain chemistry evolves faster than than men. And she's I, twenty. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that you have too many guys on tour that are trying to take down flags, and I think that it's you know going to become more common for LPGA players to be breaking like you know greens in reg in a row statistics because fairway just, statistics. Yeah. Right. They're just more comfortable hitting it to the middle of the green, taking their medicine. They're playing probabilities, right? Hit it to 20 feet all day and make four of them. Right. right. Her name is Rio Ning Yin. Shout out. R U O N I I N G Y I N. That's a tough first name to pronounce. Linsanity part two. Rio Ning. R U O N I N G. Rio Ning. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> we got the Rocket Mortgage this week at Detroit Golf Club. And we just speculation. Austin said he talked to a caddy. I'm seeing on stories from some of my friends who are caddies that everyone's driving. Uh, yeah, there's... From Connecticut to Detroit? There is storms in Detroit. Yeah. The, the Northeast uh, United States is getting pelted it's right now with thunderstorms and, rains and rain. And yeah... Unless you left yesterday night, uh, there was no 
flights coming into Detroit today, so players had to make the 10-hour drive. In a storm. In a storm in itself, it yeah. It looked bad. It looks really bad, yeah. And supposedly the golf course is in trouble. Yeah, I heard like some of the, the stands are like the been taken down. Yeah. yeah, the stands are like half of them are annihilated. So it's going to be interesting to see what this week is going to look like. PG yeah, I mean, who knows what happens. I and wonder if some players are just going to flat out withdraw. I Take mean, a flight somewhere else. It's not an elevated home. event. You know where I'd rather be is on the live tour, Valderrama. The weather looks great out there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, and then so Detroit Golf Club, supposedly it's in trouble, and there's supposed to be storms all week. So we'll see. Maybe it's a shortened tournament. Maybe they get only 36 holes in. We'll like Adam Scott a, when he won Riv. We'll have another 25 under this week. Yeah. it's a, Yeah, I mean, that's what it was last year, right? <laughs> yep. Winner last year was Tony Finau. He's been struggling. He hasn't finished in the top 30 since his win, mostly due to putting. He's lost about 15 strokes to the field. He's been putting so bad. Very poorly. I don't know if anyone saw his U.S. Open putting, but it was... Miserable. It was atrocious, and he kind of had it under control for a little bit. Such a weird. Show. He was missing a lot of short ones in the U.S. Open. Three, four, five footers. It looks like he's got a thirty-nine inch putter. He grips it to the bottom, and it's like eight degrees up, two upright. <laughs> Gripping it all the way at the bottom, the putter head has to feel so light. There's well, just be no a, feel there. He uses a big head. It's probably a four hundred gram putter. Yeah, and it's just Ugh. like the toe is so far off the ground, and you just kind of like wax at it. I hate that. I could never see the toe off the ground. Yeah, he's still, and he's like, and he's and his eyes are not over the ball as conventionally taught. He's still favorited to win this week. The defending champion must he, be a long ball hitter's course. It is Bryson's one here in the past, right? And it's just Max almost described it as an old school golf course. You got to drive it straight. You got to play it with precision. You'd be surprised. Tony's not the longest hitter either anymore. Yeah, he, he has he has he's that throttled tank, it back. He throttled it back a ton. He's kind of middle of the pack when it comes to distance, which I think was good for him. He has much more control of his golf ball, but uh, but the scores are so low, so it can't be that difficult. And so let's just get right into our bets. Or actually, before we do that, let's go over our bets last week. So Kyle raked it, ching seven hundred dollars on Patrick Cantlay. Top 10 plus 130 to win $910 and $300 on Minwoo to finish top 10 plus 600 to win $1,800 for a season total of positive 2710. It's all about making that wow. slow money. Yep. And that's why I bet on Patrick Hanley. Yep. So he, <laughs> he, hasn't had to, he hasn't had to bet. And so we, we gave you a pass while you're gone to Sri Lanka. Um, Austin Amaya put $999 on Justin So over. Brandon Wu. Brandon Wu, which Brandon Wu missed either, the cut. Either Wu. Either they Wu. They both missed yeah. the cut. And uh, so he and he put $1 on Jason Day, first round lead, 27 to 1, which did not hit. So he won $998 for the, $998 for the week, which puts him at a total of $2,045 net positive. I put money on Tommy Fleetwood, top 20 plus 125. I put $500 on that. He missed the cut by a gajillion. And CT Pan, top 10 plus 1,000 plus $500. He missed it by a gajillion and a half. And so <laughs> I made no money there. And so I'm at $0 total. And uh, Nico put Xander, top 10 plus 160, $900. Nilch didn't make that. Tom Kim, top 10, uh, top five, which was looking kind of tasty for a little bit, plus $850, $100. Didn't cash in on that. So Nico is at a negative $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's just go right into our bets for this week. Our special guest is up on the year. Oh, yeah. Our special guest is up on the year, but it, we couldn't find odds for his bet. But he would have made money. Jason Davis yes. in the cut at the U.S. Open. Doom and gloom. And Jeff Ogilvy missing the yeah, cut. Jeff. What tournament was that? It was the Open. No, it was before no, the, the week open. before. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. The, the memorial, 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 memorial yeah, which yeah, was yeah. a lock. That golf course is... <laughs> Apologies. <Yeah. laughs> um, and so we'll go right into our free bet of the week. We'll, we'll go this way. Kyle, what, what's your free bet of the week? My free bet of the week, Keegan Bradley, top 20, plus 130. Oh, the one who came right off the win. Yeah. Drank out know, of the cup. I don't know why he's plus 130 to finish top top 20 i mean he can't be celebrating that much well also i mean he hasn't had a great year outside of winning zozo from there it's been kind of rocky he's been playing solid uh this one kind of came out of nowhere 
All right, let me read you the Keegan Bradley finishes the last few weeks. So, miscut at the U.S. Open, 30th at the Memorial, 29th at the PGA, 35th at Wells Fargo, 48th at RBC Heritage, 23rd at the Masters, 28th at Match Play, miscut players, miscut Genesis, 28th at Phoenix, 2nd at Farmers. So, miscut. 2nd at Farmers, though. <laughs> that was like two months ago. So, so yeah. he misses the cut at hard events and then finishes 20th to 40th and everything else. Yeah. I mean, Farmers is still tough. Farmers but, is, but yeah, Farmers is tough. But that, it's certainly not the Genesis or the U.S. Open, right? Right. And so this win did kind of come out of nowhere, but I do like that bet. I mean, he's a great he's a great player. He's a great player, and I'm sure this was just kind of the confidence he needed. All right, Austin, free bet of the week. There's a lot of good ones here, a lot of bad players. There are a lot this, of good ones here. A lot of bad not players in this field, yeah. I will say. Cameron Champ's playing. <laughs> Alex Noren's playing. Although, uh, I like Alex Noren in his matchup this week over Davis Riley. Davis Riley's been playing really yeah, good. Yeah, he's been struggling uh but i am gonna go with i'm gonna hit you with two more names uh you guys probably don't know you guys in this room probably know them but adam svensson oh yeah plus 103 over will gordon tournament matchup this week adam svensson's good wow will gordon will shoot somewhere in the five to ten over range this (laughs) week for the first two rounds okay such a free bet yeah, what, I mean, as, as long as uh, uh, the odds are plus 103 for Svensson. Plus one, plus odds for Svensson, okay. Yeah, I don't know how Will Gordon is minus 123. Is it his Instagram handle like Svensson Baby? I've always found that a little strange. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, that's a little strange. All right. But he's been playing well. Had he's, a good, a good, he's a great player. Good U.S. Open finish. Played well yeah. last week. He like ran D2 for a while because he didn't have the grace to play D1, so they were scared that he was going to fail out, so he played in a D2 school and just dominated. Wow. Random fact. But, all right, Ryan? Free bet of the week? Yeah, so this is actually borderline mental illness, but uh, Justin Thomas plus 350, top five finish this week. It's it's risky. You don't take this bet unless you really love to gamble. So obviously I'm taking it uh, in all a lot, uh, 500 bucks of my weekly budget to this. <clears throat> Got it. Okay, and then I'm going to go with Harris English, top 30 plus 125. That's a great bet. He's been playing really, really well. Obviously played well at the U.S. Open. Uh, he finished in the top 10 at the U.S. Open. Played, Yeah, yeah. And really battled that last day. And is a fantastic ball striker. This seems to be a ball striker's golf course. Scores a low, you know, as usual. Um, and so that is that is who I'm going to go with. I like it's that. It's a great yeah. bet. Good bet. Yep. Good ball striker. I like that. All right. Good putter. Yep. You can tell a putter, uh, someone's a good putter when the grip looks uh, about as raggedy as Harris English's yeah. does. Yeah. He, he hasn't changed putters in a while, which is crazy because that putter feels that, so bad. That putter is so ugly. Probably too. has a good diet. Looks bad, feels bad. Probably has a good diet. <laughs> Probably a carnivore. <laughs> the grip is slightly oversized, though. That's fine. As long as you're not doing too much you know obscure a, shit, you're good. You know who was on the carnivore diet is Keegan Bradley. Not a shocker. Lost a ton of weight off the, off the carnivore diet. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Bad bet of the week? All right. Everybody needs to be on high alert in Detroit, Michigan <laughs> at their local cheesecake factory because I am taking Ches Reevy plus 700, what? top 20. <laughs> what? Actually, I think it's top 10. Oh, God. Top, top, 10. top 10. Yeah. That's sick. I'm that taking Ches Reevy plus 700, top 10. You are a special creature. He, he just loves the Traveler's Course, by the way. I don't know. Yeah. He what? finished. I mean, he finished what? That's top what five here. He plays well at that course every year. That's fine. This course, I don't know as much. All right. Chez top 10 plus well. 700. All right. It is a bad bet, so I like it. Yeah. All right, he, Austin? Can, he can play well in Scottsdale and at the Travelers, and that's about it from what I understand. Oh, he's about to play well at Detroit Golf Club in the Storm. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to Cheesecake after. <laughs> Austin? I'm going to go Byung Young on top 10. <laughs> <laughs> Top Who? ten plus five hundred. Awesome. Uh being on. Be on. Ryan, bad bet of the week. Bad bet of the week. I'm going to go with a SoCal native, and that is Bo Hostler plus six fifty for a top ten finish in the motor city. Okay. In the Motor City. He's been playing well. He's been playing. He had a stretch. He's been kind of on the schneid, but hopefully this is the week he gets off the schneid. And that's half of my weekly allowance I'd like to uh, specify. (laughs) Whoa. So, Bo, you better light it up. (laughs) All right. So, 
Ryan's looking at a $3,000 payout. 3000 plus, actually. This is kind of a crazy bet, but it's... I just have to do this for the parameters. Is I'm going to take Colin Murray-Cowell to win. Wow. Wow. I can see that wow. this week. He's, it's a ball striker's golf course. He's a very precise ball striker. Last week, his irons weren't great, but in general, he's been... This course isn't hands. crazy long either, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so he's a very precise player. Um, if you could just get the putter rolling, I, I think this is the week he gets off the schneid. But he I was... It was plus 400 for top five, and I wanted to take that, but it's not in the odds, so I'm going to take him to win because that's my only option. I think Justin Thomas plays well this week, too. Gets off his kind of slump that he's yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no one's looking sense. at JT right now. Yeah, I think I think he plays well this week. Well, remember Good for him. What? Fly under the radar. Right. One year, he won five times in one player of the year. That version of Justin Thomas seems... Long gone. Long gone. Yeah. Agreed. Like, if he wins twice in a year, I'm going to be like, whoa, Justin Thomas. Yeah, he just hasn't been playing well recently. Yeah. I think that there's just been more players come out on tour that are better physically than JT, and he's just kind of been left in the dust. You know, he's he's not that big of a guy. He's one of the smaller guys out there, and I think that that hurts him when he gets to bigger ballparks. Well, he bombs it. He does, but I don't think that he has the physical strength to – you know, gouge it out of the rough when you need to hit an eight mm. iron on the green in the U.S. Open, kind of similar to how I Brooks see. does. That's my theory there. Got I can it. see that. Got it. All right, so let's go through how much we're going to put on each one. Kyle? Okay, Keegan Bradley, top 20 plus 130. I'm going to go $900. And then Chez Reavy plus 700, top 10. I'm going to go $100. Austin? I'm gonna do my standard, nine ninety nine, Adam Svensson over Will Gordon for the week, and I'm gonna put my one dollar on. Oh, Byung on top oh, ten. Top ten. On, yes. Yeah, Byung on top ten. Got it. One dollar. One dollar to win five. Byung <laughs> <laughs> on. Byung on. All right. Byung on. Right. I split it down the middle. Uh, JT, I'm allocating 500 bucks to you, and then 500 of the remainder to Bo Hostler. Great. Uh, I am gonna go. Ooh. I'm gonna. I don't want to put 850 dollars on Harris English, but I'm gonna put 850 dollars on Harris Hot English. Hot diggity dog. Ooh. Plus 125 to finish in the top 30, and so that leaves me with 150 dollars, which I will put on Colin Morikawa to win the Rocket Mortgage Classic, which I believe he is he is not sponsored by them. That would be Little Dick Rick. And Bryson. And Bri- oh, no, Bryson got dropped. He got dropped. Yeah, he got Liv. dropped for going to live tour. But he is in better weather than Detroit and doesn't have to drive 10 hours. That's so, true. That good is, for he's you, probably flew all Probably all the live players flew private probably. this week. Yep. On a yep. big old bird. Yep. yep. Big old bird. Yeah, they would have flown in that storm no matter what. We got... PGA Tour guys taking rental cars. Yeah, <laughs> ten hours yeah. and paying for it themselves. Might I add you? Yeah, yeah. Correct. There's there's not a lot of Enterprise and Hertz sponsors on the tour. No, yeah, no. We're back with the leaderboard. This is our version of the draft, and Ryan as our guest for the third time. He's going to pick the topic of the leaderboard this week. So Ryan, what is the topic of the leaderboard? Top three players to never win a major championship. That's a good one. So we got to think of 12 players. Great great one. 12 players and it's draft. So Ryan, as our honorary guest, you get the first pick and your first pick is Hunter Mahan. Wow. Wow. That's a good one. It's a good one. But as a top one. Yeah. If you live to watch Hunter Mahan play golf uh, in his peak, you would have realized what a phenomenal driver and iron player he was. He was also a great putter. The only weakness in his game was chipping, and uh, he ultimately really collapsed at the Ryder Cup, but the match, the final match came down to him. Yeah, That chip at the Ryder Cup mentally and physically ruined his career. It yeah. did. Yep. After that, he could not sniff a W. Yep, but this was a guy that was playing a lot of practice rounds with Tiger. He was being coached by Sean Foley. He had all the right tools, and that is a perfect example of what one bad shot in this game can do to you mentally. You know, fun fact about Hunter Mahan, 
He has the best career of anyone that's finished second in the United States Amateur. Wow. Yeah. Just a little fun fact for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll go. We'll go this in clockwise direction. So, Austin, what is your first pick? My first pick is going to have to be Lee Westwood. Wow. Yeah, that's Great pretty pick. chalk. Yeah. 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 Pick. I mean, one of the best ball strikers we've ever had. Uh, you know, I think the only thing that really held them back from winning a major was a cold putter. Always. I would also yeah. say Tiger Woods. Tiger, Tiger Woods, Woods, Phil Mickelson. is the yeah. number one thing that yeah. held him back Phil. from winning a major. I mean, yeah. Tiger, Phil, Ernie Els. Well, I guess Ernie Els not really. Well, you can't have a downhill putt to tie a major championship and leave it short. <laughs> and if you look up 2008 U.S. Open right before Tiger holes that putt that everybody knows about, Lee uh, Westwood hit about an 18 foot or one foot short of the hole that nobody knows about. And low, yeah, short and low. Yeah, <laughs> using a putter called the ugly. Yes. So think about that. I mean, he hit it better probably than anyone in he that era. Great. He hit it so well, and he just could not putt. My hot take is Lee Westwood should have won that U.S. Open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've watched it multiple times, and you just see Tiger spraying it out of the holes, working, and Lee Westwood just like waiting in the fairway for Lee's Tiger. Lee's on every green. He's just hitting a 10 foot cut on every hole yep. with every club. He's standing in the fairway. Like, you see multiple frames, like, uh, just on the outside corner. Lee's just standing standing on his club while Tiger is like talking with Steve Williams, like, what do I do for this bunker that I've hit it in? Right. It's crazy. But yeah, that's a great pick. Kyle? I can't believe no one said this, and I'm wondering if you guys are going to be a little surprised, but I'm going to go with my boy, AK. Wow. Anthony Kim. Phenomenal pick. That was one of my picks. I knew you were going to take that. He would 100% be a major winner had he have uh, kept playing. When you said you guys probably have it in your head, I knew you were going to say Anthony Kim. Yeah. That's the one you were talking about, right? Yeah, that's the one yeah, I was talking about. You're a little about. dick. I love... <laughs> wait, wait. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love Anthony Kim and yeah. he definitely would have a major championship under his massive belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to go with a former number one player in the world. Luke Donald. Ooh. And I'm also going to go with probably a, one of the best European tour players ever call Montgomery. So I'll go European double. And those are my two picks. The thing about Luke Donald is for a major championship, his driver was too crooked and not far enough Short to ever crooked compete. Was his, yeah. was his problem. Everything the, else was great, but for a guy that hit it so straight, the driver was short and crooked. One of the most phony world number ones ever. He held yes. it for a little while, though. Yeah, he held it for a year or so. Phony. Yeah, phony. Without, I think like everyone in the that watched golf pre-Luke Donald to today can say that Luke Donald is the phoniest number one that we've Was had. Was he more of a I phony agree. than Martin Keimer? Martin no. Ke- Martin no. Keimer's a major winner. One, I think Martin Keimer's multiple, a multiple major winner. And one, no, didn't no, he, he win the players won. too? No. Keimer won two. two. He won two? And the players. And he won the U.S. Keimer Open won like the five US, shots. Keimer right. won the U.S. Open at Pinehurst. He won the PGA Whistling Straits. I remember the PGA. And he won the... Uh, he won the U.S. Open you know, at Pinehurst. You know, I remember he won at Pinehurst. Yeah. He won so by because he won it by so much. That's right. He had like an eight-shot lead at one point. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. One of my least favorite U.S. Opens. I just saw so him. Boring. Yeah, that, that course looks terrible. But yeah. I'm just not a fan of that. But I, anyone who plays it says it's amazing. Yeah. Number two? That I have heard. I've played both, and they're both amazing. Okay. Well, I saw Martin Kramer walking down the street at sunset when we went to go watch the U.S. Open with his girlfriend, and I was like, that's Martin. Martin Kiver. Well, he used no about one a $100 putter to win both of those majors. Yes, the Ping Anzer. Yeah. Off the that's rack. right. I mean, that's the grip, right. even the grip was stock. <laughs> no, just, the grip was like this wind grip, and he changed it to the Ping Just Martin like Furyk when he won his tour championship. Yes, the yes putter that the he yes bought from putter, some shop. He bought it like some Dick Sporting's good or something. A $50 yes, yes putter. Yeah, like like, a $50 yes putter to win $10 million. He, he wins it, and he goes... If I can just remember the name of the shop that I bought it from locally here, I just can't remember it. But yeah, putt across handed with this yes Sophie, this L blade putter. Yeah, made that putt with his hat turned around and the yes putter, the yellow grip, the yellow yes grip, yellow and black, yellow white black yes grip. Great, great little like slow mo like of him fist pumping with the water going. Yeah, that's a really good picture. Great great fist pump. You know who we got to bring back the CU Kim Award for worst fist pump of the week for Keegan Bradley this week. 
When you do so that, uneventful. I mean, he, it was a two footer and you make a two footer win by three. You know, you're going to win the whole time. You don't make fist pumps like that. When you know you're going to win by three, just put both hands in the air and just fist pumped up to try to punch God. I think chin. it was just more of a rejoice. Cause it's been a while since he won. Yeah, I guess. Uh, whose pick is it? I believe it's mine. Yeah. And yeah, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with Ozzy, 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 Adam Scott. No, no, no. Hold on. I take that back. I was reading the wrong list. Totally messed that up. Paul Casey. Ooh, great pick. Yep. Not an Aussie, though. Not an Aussie. Englishman. Kyle, who was your second pick? I didn't have a second pick, but after Paul Casey was mentioned, have you seen Paul Casey's forearms? Yeah, they're massive. They're as big as my calves. I thought you were going to go somewhere else right there. but yeah. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> you have big that calves it. for a Sri Lankan. That was it. Too. I just wanted to talk about Paul Casey's forearms. Yeah, his forearms are massive. All right, what's your second pick? Uh, you know, I was kind of enjoying that I was skipped because I didn't have one. How do you not have two picks? I have an easy one in my head. I just don't want to take it. Go chalk. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and take it. I'm going to go with Big Dick Rick, Ricky Fowler. Wow. Okay. He should obviously have a major. 2014, he finished top five in all four majors. He's won the players. He just had a chance in the U.S. Open. Sure. Um, if the guy could just hold it together. With the swing. With the swing, whatever it is. It, it doesn't matter. You just have to figure it out. He, he should easily be a major champion. So, Agreed. Big Dick Rick. All right. That's Ryan. Ryan, your second pick? This is an outlier uh, that most folks will overlook, but my second pick is Ricky Barnes. Ricky Barnes is a U.S. amateur champion. He also had the 36-hole scoring record for a period of time at the U.S. Open. He ultimately finished second in that event behind Lucas Glover at Bethpage Black. Ricky had all the tools to become a world-class player and win majors, physicality, distance, mental game, and his career just never got to that level. And that is why he's number two on my list. He did I'll, drive it long. I will push back on the mental part. He looked like he was falling apart. His swing was walking wobbly all over the place. His swing looks like he's mentally nervous all well, the time. Well, when you come from that sort of junior and amateur career and you spend a couple years on tour and you don't get a big win, I think it really starts to mount on you. And I sure. think that that's what you probably saw with him. Yeah. Claw grip, white hot number nine. Right. Very jabby right, game. Hot number nine. <laughs> Very jabby game in general. Jammy, yep. Very forced. jabby. Yeah, everything is just kind of jabby. Jabby. Just a little jabby. <laughs> All right, Ryan, you get one more. This will be your last pick. One more pick. This is a modern player, and I'll get right to it. It's Patrick Cantlay. Uh, he's ah, the, he is the best player to not win a major, but he is a player that is going to win a lot of majors. Yes, that was a he great pick. He definitely has major championship caliber. Game, yeah, yes. without a doubt, it'll happen. He he's sharp everywhere. <sighs> that was gonna be my pick. All right, Austin, last pick. I'm gonna have to go with Steve Stricker. Ooh. Interesting. Okay, Stricker is <laughs> an interesting pick. I mean, I see it, but also I don't know. Like, he had a chance to really shank that ball and what whatever he won, like major 18, that was. Nineteen times on tour. I don't know. But also, at the same time, like, if I was to be like, can you see Steve Stricker winning a players? Yeah. I would probably, yeah, I mean, my first instinct would be like, Players no. is such a weird course. Like, play, players of all genres win yeah. at that course. Yep. So it's like there's there's no shoe in, like, the long guy's going to win this week, the accurate guy's going to win this week. It, it's a Pete Dye course with a lot of dunes yeah, yeah. built on the course. I think, it, you know, you're going to get a lot of weird, corky, unlucky and lucky bounces at that course the players is cool because it always seems like good players win yeah so and they always have to hit a, an iconic key yeah, shot like you know Jason coming Day, down the stretch sergio see you kim like but then like fred funk won it one year but he was still a really good player at the time yeah like, um i don't know when i see steve stricker, steve stricker i feel like he can only win the john Deere classic <laughs> that's just what i think every time i mean he could have could have won at augusta he drew the ball yeah yeah, no, I, mean, it, I see it and I hit don't it straight, see it. putted well, had a really yeah. good short game. Fair. And he yeah. didn't have any holes in his game, so he could he could always be in contention, but he never had a like a, a shining spot of his game yeah. that he did 
exceptional other than putting, but in putting you can't gain as much as you can with driving and with and with ball striking. Right. Kyle? All right. I'm gonna pick a player. Might be a little controversial, but I'm gonna go with KJ Choi. Ooh, that's a great pick. Love that. KJ Choi <laughs> was an unbelievable ball striker. Actually the guy who started using a super stroke first out of that anyone thing was massive and it seemed so unconventional and ridiculous at the time and now everyone and their mom is using a super stroke grip on Except a try KJ hot Choi. KJ Choi I mean he, stopped he won the players it. he did win the players he, he grew always up, hung at Augusta he grew up hitting balls out of a swamp right. the first round he ever played he shot 78 he doesn't speak the language. I don't know how he was not able to just lock in and win a fucking major. He doesn't speak the language. Yeah, he doesn't understand anything that's going on. <laughs> He's in his own zone. I think that helps. Right. I'm not act. You know, I'm not trying to say anything stupid here. Yep. I think it helps. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he hung at Augusta. I mean, one year he finished third. He did. Made some crazy. He hung putts. in a few majors, but yep. he just kind of. I don't know. I mean, if one can win era. a major, KJ Choi can win a major. And just like that, Agreed. Zach Johnson can win two majors. Steve Strickland can win a major. He was a yes. uh, practice round favorite of Tiger Woods. So there was definitely some synergies there within greatness. And it's it's shocking that he never could capitalize on being around that type of personality. And he was also sponsored by Nike. He was. And Nike is not going to sponsor someone unless they think they have absolute superstardom potential. Yeah, well, if you were playing Nike clubs during that era, you actually had an advantage because the clubs were so much better than everything else that was being produced. Were they, or was it just whatever you wanted stamped with a Nike stamp? Yeah, you could get whatever you wanted. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they were both hitting Muras at the time with a right. Nike stamp. Yeah. But that's a conversation no one's ready to have. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think even KJ Choi to this day plays Muras, like CB501s. Well, Tiger plays a Bridgestone ball. There was always rumors that he played a Bridgestone with a Nike yeah. stamp and on it. And as soon as Nike was done, who does he sign with? Yeah, there's Bridge no stone. such thing as coincidence, okay? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like KJ Choi, he he plays like ping 710s for a while. Like, he played some big irons. He did play some big old irons. So I can't remember what he played in Nike, but I, I can't imagine they're... Slingshot? No, I think he hit the blades. He hit the blades. He hit the blades? He yeah. had graphite shafts on his irons, remember? He was like the first one to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't... I don't know. I don't know. All right, my last pick. Oh, I got a couple to pick from. I think I'm going to go with Tony Finau. Oh, God. Oh. Take that back. Yeah, at least say Victor Hovland. <laughs> really? <laughs> take that back. You guys don't. <laughs> I think Gipper Finau should be the, the pick over Tony in this instance. <laughs> <laughs> I was between Tony Finau and Victor Hovland. Those are, those oh, are my Hovland two picks. No, yeah, I Hovland take my day. Gipper comment back. Better. Tony, you can't not putt and win a major except for maybe Jason Duffner but they still went in the hole right. all right you know what watching J Jason Duffner's putts go in when he won the like 2011 PGA was just hilarious Hoblin has great short game instruction at the moment he's working with uh, Joseph Mayo yes you know what I'm gonna scrap both picks I'm gonna go with uh what's uh Camila Vajegas Oh, my god! Oh, goodness. my God. Even worse pick. You're doubling down. I'm yeah. doubling down. I'm going to go with Camilo Vajegas. Camilo could have only won the British Open. He has, he's, he's using a six hybrid at the moment, so I think you're right. <laughs> six hybrid. Although, if I can somehow find the clip of Camilo doing the club flip, yes. where he throws oh, that, it in yeah. the butt of the club, hits the ground, and he catches it. I don't think you realize. I'm just going for popularity so that the people listening are like, I'm, uh, I'm a Josh guy. That's all I'm going for. You sell out. Camilo <laughs> did have the sickest sponsors for a while. He had Cobra JL. He was yeah, putting with one that of the hat. best Circa 62 Scotties. Yeah, number yes. six. Dude, the Spider-Man to read yep. greens. Yep. yep. That's what I'm saying. So my third pick is... S91. Can you imagine a chubby little brown kid trying to do the Spider-Man reading greens? Oh, we're we're doing it this that. Wednesday. That was yeah. me. We're, we're doing should, it this yeah, Wednesday. Should, yeah. That was me. <laughs> we should do that this week. Yep. Uh, or you should. You could start an OnlyFans for that. <laughs> the spider blob. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a bad bounce podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Catch you guys next time. <laughs>